I'm sure you've noticed like me, this is an insane housing market. People are moving, they're going to a new place and their house is being sold for overvalue. It is, it is really hot right now. And it just got me thinking, what are the pros and the cons of buying a new construction home? Let's play good cop, bad cop. Hey, let's build it on radio.com with Corey Heppola and from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. New construction homes. Andy's here. Andy, naturally, I'm going to be the good cop here. I'm going to be the pro guy. I'm going to say why you should get a new construction home. Are you okay being the bad cop? I am. You know, uh, contractors are typically divided into two categories, new construction guys and replacement contractors. So I'm labeled as a replacement contractor, although I do build a, a new home or two about every decade. When I have a customer that really puts the full court press, wants us to build it, I get talked into it about once every five years, it seems like. So let's debate this thing. Let's just talk about it. New construction home. Let's start here. Okay, I'm going to make the case. I'm the good cop. New construction home. Wow. I mean, look, Andy, you're getting a brand new house. No one has lived there. There are no mm-hmm. ghosts living in this thing. Um, everything is brand new. A, a new home. You should get a new home. You're, you're 100% right. But uh, like any new home, new homes are going to have their own set of challenges that have to be worked through and, and figured out. And, and it doesn't, might not have everything that you want. Typically, a new home might not have a deck. It might not have a basement. It doesn't have the apple orchard out back or the nice mature trees or all the shrubbery and, and everything. So yes, everything is brand new, but it also might mean you are also adding a lot of new things to it as well. Sometimes people don't factor that into the costs of, of, of getting a new home. Did you, did you notice the ghost thing? Do you believe in ghosts? I, uh, I glanced over the ghosts. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I live in an old, old, old home and there's creeks and, and doors closing by themselves on a regular basis. And, uh, with a 17-year-old daughter who lives on horror movies, it seems like uh, we, we have our fair share of ghosts that we have to deal with. But uh, I, uh, I, uh, I haven't seen one yet, so I'll let you know when I do. You? Uh, you a big ghost guy? Big ghost story guy. I don't know that I've ever seen a ghost, but I'm a big ghost story guy. I'm, I'm big into the horror genre. Um, okay, number two. Let's go. Look, look, Andy, this is a new construction home. You're going to have new utilities. Everything is under warranty for five years or whatever. And, and so therefore, if something breaks down, you're, you're covered. And, and more than likely, it's new. And, and so you don't have to worry about that. For sure. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of positives when, when it comes to new con. Um, some of the, the negatives, though, as, as, as you find, you might not have those five-year warranties. And, and depending on who built the house and when the house was built, if, if, if you're going into some of these track homes or big, big developments, there's might be materials labeled as what we call builder grade. Believe it or not, the, the second leading house that we're working on as far as age of homes is in that 10 to 20 year range. So these are homes that were built within the last 20 years that are getting new windows, getting a deck put on, getting different types of siding installed because a lot of those homes built in the early 2000s used builder grade material, which really wasn't meant to last very long. The windows are the lower grade windows you can get. The siding is very shoddy and falling apart and fading and you know things have, have worn out. And a guy like me has to come in and, and put another 50, 60, $80,000 into the house to get it back up to where they want it. 
Okay, that doesn't make me very happy. All right, but I'm going to stick on my I'm gonna stick on my optimistic side. I'm the good cop mm -hmm. here. Um, we are playing good cop, bad cop here. All right, landscaping. I get to pick and choose. I get to pick and choose what I want. I can put it anywhere. Look, I want this particular ornamental tree. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I, I I want you know this these shrubs. I can do that. I want to put in a couple of trees in the back. I can do that. That's good. Um. Yeah, and, and and for some, that's like like winning the lotto. If if for for me, my my wife, and she gets carte blanche to go and design a yard and pick out every bush that that she wants. She's gonna go to Gertens for three days straight and have a shopping list like you you wouldn't imagine, and and be really excited about planting it. Me, on the other hand, I'm thinking I got to get this much black dirt, two loads of back-breaking rock put in here and I don't even know where the water is going to go and then I start calling landscapers and finding out I can't get them to even start until August so now I'm going to be dealing with a mud pit of, of new con which for me when I'm out doing doing estimates we we bid a lot of these these homes for for things for other contractors for roofing siding windows gutters I always carry around hip boots because you end up at these new con places and it is a it's a mud swamp sometimes especially in the spring you know what happened to us? We bought our home. It was a new construction home and we bought it six years ago, actually six years ago uh, in April. So it's coming up on our six year anniversary here. Oh, there was, nice. There was no grass uh, planted. So what they did is they said, well, we'll, we'll come back and we'll, we'll plant sod. And they said, here's the thing with new sod, you know, you, you really can't step on it. And, and, and it's the whole yard, by the way, mm -hmm. um, you can't step on it. You obviously don't mow it. And they said, you really can't mow it up until it gets to be about this length or whatever. So I was overly conservative because I didn't want to get on that and ruin it. And it got to be too high. I couldn't even, I couldn't even mow it. I didn't even know what to do with it. It was way too high and it got out of control. I had to look up people and then we got a big slope in, on yeah. one side. And the first guy came over and was like, I'm not doing that because it's too, <laughs> it's too dangerous. I'll tip over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So what did you end up doing? Um, I called dad. <laughs> Weed whacker the whole thing once and uh, he, so I didn't have, I, mean, I still don't, I, I just had a push mower, but he brought his big old, you know, ride mower and we were able to, it took forever, but to bag it all up and, and kind of get it maintained. But thanks to dad, you know, dad, he works cheap. All I had to do was get him a uh, 12 pack and we were set. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's, that's what dads are for. Yeah. So that was good, good cop, bad cop. Here's, here's another thing. When we talk about new construction, Andy, I want to ask mm -hmm. you about this. Hey, here's what's trending. If you are building a new home, or even if you have a, a home and you're looking to extend it, what about a, a, a porch? So you want to add a porch. What, what should mm -hmm. people do? Should they do a three season porch, which I mean, you can use basically what three seasons except for winter or get an all four season porch. Is, is there, obviously there's a difference, but what are those differences and what should you be looking at? You know, that's a, a great question. And I'm, almost always in the four season category because you can use it just like a three season porch. You buy the right windows for it. You can take all of the windows out and go screens in the summertime if that's just what you want to do. But you're going to find out like we right now, we just put numbers on a three season porch, Corey, to convert it to a four season porch. It was $72,000 in order to take everything apart, insulate it right put the, uh, a furnace in, a heating element in, all new windows, all the roof had to be taken off in order to insulate things, right? 72 grand, which if we had have spent maybe $15,000 when they built the three season porch, they could have made it a four season porch. So 
when you look at those numbers that potentially you're saving yourself $45,000, $50,000 by, by doing it now and getting the best of both worlds, it makes, it makes an awful lot of sense. And with the windows you can get nowadays, where you can open up an entire wall in the summertime if that's what you want. You can make it completely open air in the summertime. It's really easy to put a, an electric floor in and have that on its own separate heating. It's really easy to put combination doors into that room and have it completely blocked off from everything else as well. So there's a lot of things you can do. And what I tell people, you're gonna build a three season porch. It's gonna be the most precious room that you have, your favorite spot to go. And then you're not gonna be able to use it four months. And it's, you're gonna sit there and stare at it and be, be angry about it. And then you're gonna call me and then you're gonna be even more angry because of how much it costs now to do what you wanna do compared to what it would have cost on the front end. It, it's so interesting because that is something that's a, that ties into a conversation that we have quite often, which is there's a lots of times when you get up front and you're trying to, well, maybe I can save some money doing this, but you can save more money out front at the beginning because more than likely you're going to end up wanting to do that thing anyway. Exactly. It's, it's always is this people always say it's the best thing I ever did in my house. I spend more time in this 10 by 10 room than anywhere else in the house or whatever size it is. It's just, it's usually people will, you know, build it to be their favorite spot. They, this is the spot they put the, the exact wood they want on the walls. Their, their favorite pictures are hanging and it's usually a nice, warm, pleasant area to be. So if you're going to do it, just do it right. Do it right from the yeah. beginning instead of, well, well, we'll put in the three, but I'm kind of leaning the four. So the, the four season, um, you, you kind of mentioned it there, but what does it all entail? Does it, so is it, is it heated or is it partially heated or, or how does that, how do they usually end up? Well, sometimes we can hook up to your existing mechanicals and you can just heat it that way. The other times we're going to add a heated floor. So it's going to be on its own th thermostat, be an electric floor. Um, you have to make sure that you're insulating the floor. Usually you're, you're up off the ground. So that floor needs to be insulated. The walls need to be insulated. The ceiling needs to be insulated. And then you're going to pick a different type of window system to go in there to handle the winter time. You want to, you want to heat it in the winter time and have all of that energy rushing outside or causing frost up or other issues. So you pick the right windows. And like I said, like our, either our infinity window by Marvin or our, our season guard window or some other combination windows that we work with. You can remove the entire sash in the summertime. So the glass part that operates, you can remove that entire sash and just have it be a screened in porch all summer. As soon as the weather turns you, or if it's gonna be rainy or whatever, you can put the sash in and really it's a, it's a 30 second job. There's no, you're not like taking screws out or anything like that. They, they, they're, they're made to come in and out if you're picking the right windows. So four season porch and get the hot tub in there, right? Get the hot tub in there or underneath is now with the four season porch, that's a, you can make that a conditioned area and that can be your spot for the hot tub. Uh-huh. Now we're thinking we're, we're spending even more people's money right now. Right now with yeah. This. But do it right. and, and what I always tell people is I've never heard somebody go, ah, I just spent too much money on this porch and I really wish I would have made it a three season porch. But I, I hear people all the time say, I wish they'd have made it a four season porch. Just like when we're, we're building garages, we always tell people, I've never heard anybody say I, I built my garage too big. So think about that when you're, when you're, when you're sizing things out. Well, and I think too, we've talked about it with decks, right? The biggest critique mm -hmm. you get from decks is I, I didn't get it big enough. I should have made I it bigger. I should have made it bigger. You, 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 again, it ends up being that spot where everyone goes. Like yeah. if you have, if you have 12 people over and five of them are on the, on the deck, 
eventually 12 of them are going to want to be on the deck. It's times like that you wish, I wish I'd have made it three feet wider. Yep. Andy, you had mentioned windows, and one thing I've noticed on windows. Hey, here's health. Windows have ratings, right? Like they have labels and they have ratings. I, I don't understand this at all, to be honest. You know, it, it can get confusing, and what even makes it more confusing is they're not accurate ratings on on some of the the, the what you're reading because. So the government agencies and the manufacturers have all gotten together and, and said, all right, we're just going to put for like, say, air infiltration, 0 0.03. And anything better than that, no one ever knows because they just made a minimum. And 0 0.03, believe it or not, pretty easy to hit. What that means is it goes to like that, that rating right there goes into a, a, a testing facility and they pressurize it and they, they figure out how much air can leak in that window now think about your house and your house is going to have a different pressure in it when it's 90 degrees outside compared to when it's 30 below outside so that air is going to be wanting to move in and out of those areas and if you have a a bad air infiltration window because you didn't know any better because the government told you you got to put 0 0.03 on it it can really make a lot of frost up issues condensation issues the windows that have bad bad frost are typically those windows and and believe it or not some of it's our, our major manufacturers that are pushing that okay so what should homeowners know then or care about with, with these windows like what you know what what do they need to equip themselves with and and what matters to them so it, it really it can come down to the area of the world that you live in so, so take like the northern climate and you're going to want to ask your contractor to give you the true ratings on the windows, not just for the standard size. You should, they, they should be able to tell you the exact R rating, U, U value, uh, solar heat gain. This is one like, uh, remember when we had 10 below weather outside? So I have a room, our, our, our workout room, and that one wall, it's 34 feet long and it's about 70% glass. So I got the, I, ordered the largest window infinity by marvin that they make and i put three of them in that wall mm -hmm. and just because the larger the window the bigger the chance to fail and these are the windows mm -hmm. my customers are getting so i wanted to test this window and because like the larger the glass space as you get bigger you get to the middle the glass gets closer together so it makes that that thermal transfer even better or happen faster but i'm telling you it's 10 below outside I have the thermostat in there set at 71 by two o'clock in the afternoon. It's 74 degrees in there because of the low E coating that we put on those windows for this climate. The lower the sun is in the horizon, the more solar heat gain you get in the wintertime. So in the wintertime, the sun's going to be pretty low on the horizon. As we get more into summer, the sun's going to go higher up in the horizon. It's going to reflect more of those sun's rays. So you're not going to get as much solar heat gain keeping the room cooler. So it's kind of a, a neat thing, depending on where, where you're going to look at, but solar heat gain, air infiltration, and U-value are, are going to be the, the areas you want to look at. And then you can look at R-value on the individual components of the window. So really the moral of the story is not all windows are the same. Um, no, no. It's, there's so much more to it. Like, I mean, from somebody like myself, I'm thinking, well, it's a window. What, what else is there to it? But there's a lot more to it. And, and make sure that wherever you're located, Look into it, research yourself, educate yourself so that you get the right thing for what you need. Yeah, and, and as you get farther into the north, 
you're going to want to talk about your air infiltration rating is going to be probably the most important one. The solar heat gain is going to be the second most important one. Then talk about your expansion and contraction, what can happen on the windows. That's one of the reasons why, why we lean towards the infinity window by, by Marvin. When you, when you factor in that the frame is made out of Altrex, which is like a fiberglass material, and then the glass is also made out of, out of glass. So your expansion rates on those two materials are very similar. So as it gets colder, they move about the same. Now think about a vinyl window or a metal frame window or a wood frame window. Those old materials all have different expansion and contraction rates to the glass. So the frame's gonna move different than the glass. When that happens, things might not line up all the way they should. And now you get even more air infiltration mm -hmm. that can happen. So things to consider the farther north you go because you get 120 degree swing in temperatures in, in the four seasons. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's a very good tip. Andy, what else you got? Hey, here's a pointer. So when, when you're thinking about new construction or remodeling or removing, what the, the advice I always give friends and they always ask me, hey, we're thinking about remodeling my house or we might be moving. I'm like, well, let's get a realtor involved. And if, if you don't know one, ask some friends and find one that you can trust because when you can get your market value, what new homes are going for, the potential value of your home, if you were to stick 30, 40, 50, sometimes even it's $100,000 into a home, can make sense if you're going to increase the home's value by that much. So it's worth it getting, it's, it's a five to six hours of your time to meet with a realtor, a contractor, a new builder. You get three of those people involved and, and get all the information you need. You're going to make a much better decision for you. You're going to be much happier in the long run. It's an emotional thing. The yeah. more emotion we can take out of it, it seems like the better off we are. And, and professionals just seem to push people in the right direction. Yeah. And that's good advice in, in just in general in life. Mm -hmm. When you can take the emotion out of a decision, um, you usually end up making a better decision. Yeah, but these are our houses, man. We This is yeah. where we live. It's, it's hard to do sometimes. And I just always caution people. I'm like, you know, it's a lot of money we're talking about here. And it could be a lot of time that you're living here. So let's let's think about this. Yep. And if there's any moral that we learned today, it's do it right. You know, don't don't try to don't try to totally cheap out at the very end. If you mm -hmm. want it, if you want the four season porch, spend the little extra up front because otherwise you're going to end up wanting it. You're going to end up not liking the area as much later down the road and end up changing it. And it's going to cost you more money. It is plain and simple. Yeah. Andy, great stuff. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you.